it's a privilege to be here, and uh, I've been praying for you and praying for our brief time together this morning. And uh, my prayer is uh, that God uh, will move in your life in a very powerful way uh, and use you effectively in whatever he's called you to do. Uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. He's given us so many great and precious promises, and they are all yes and amen. And I wanted to remind you of some of those promises this morning and then speak of a great promise that Christ has made on behalf of the Father. And it's our heritage, and it changes everything to the uttermost. Look among the nations, be utterly astounded, for behold, I will work a work in your day that you would not believe, even if I were to tell you. The earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord, just like the waters cover the sea. The vision awaits the appointed time. At the end, it'll speak, and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. The Lord thunders at the head of his army. His forces are beyond number, and mighty are those who obey the Lord's command. The day of the Lord is dreadful. Who can endure it? Even now, declares the Lord, return to him with all your hearts, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Rend your hearts and not your garments, declares the Lord your God. Return to the Lord your God, for he's gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. And he relents from sending calamity. Who knows? He may turn and leave behind a blessing, grain offerings, and drink offerings to the Lord your God. Let the priests who minister before the Lord weep between the temple porch and the altar. Let them cry out, spare your people, O God. Why should it be said among the nations, where is their God? But you but you, you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be put to shame. Then you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel and I am the Lord your God and there is no other. My people shall never be put to shame. And it shall come to pass afterwards. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. And on my men servants and on my maid servants will I pour out my spirit in those days. And we are living in those days. And Jesus said, on that last day, the great day of the feast. Come to me, all you who thirst, and drink. 
He who believes in me, as the scriptures have said, out of his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. And John answered them all, I baptize you with water and a repentance, but one more powerful than I will come. The thongs of whose sandals I'm not worthy to stoop down and untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into the barn, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. For this reason, I kneel before the Father from whom his whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. And I pray that he would strengthen you with the power of the Holy Spirit in your inner being so that Christ would dwell richly in your hearts by faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, would have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, that you would know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you would be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. I remember the day when I knelt at an altar of prayer And I turned away from my sins. I repented of my sins. And right then and there, the Holy Spirit did something that only he can do. He bore witness with my spirit that my guilt for all the sinful behaviors and actions that I had done, the guilt was gone. The shame was gone. And I was accepted and forgiven and able to live a godly, holy life. But I remember a number of years later when I felt the call of God on my life to preach, to serve. I remember I thought I'd been down to the altar a thousand times. Surely if I went down to the altar that many times, I had to have been sanctified through and through. I've consecrated everything I know to consecrate. I've been living in a state of consecration of saying, I've given you everything, and I had. And I finally, I couldn't take it anymore because I was still struggling on the inside because there's still something that remains. It's the testimony of the saints, not just in the Church of the Nazarene. It's throughout the ages. But there was something that remained. It was a a self-centeredness, a selfishness. There was still an inward struggle against lust and pride and fear. And in that moment of time, I felt like the Holy Spirit said, will you trust me to do what only I can do? To go where only he can go. And he went, he came with power and sanctified me through and through and he cleansed the ish off the self, took the lust out of desire, and took inordinate fear and replaced it with normal human fear. He cleansed my heart. He sanctified me through and through and filled me with the love of God. 
because only the Holy Spirit of God can do that. I'm thankful. It doesn't make me better than somebody else or the ministry that God has called me to better, but I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful that I can be changed to the uttermost. I still have to think about things. I've already planned my lunch. So I'm still thinking about self, but my world doesn't revolve around selfish things anymore. I'm still human and will always be human. I still have desires. I could be tempted, but he purified my heart by faith. So I have victory in Jesus. Amen. And we need to testify to what he's done. The disciples on the day of Pentecost, they gathered as believers in John 20, 22. Jesus breathed on them. The resurrected Christ, the one who paid the penalty for our sin, death, and he conquered hell, everything in the grave. The resurrected Christ breathed on them. It's the same Greek word that is the same as the Hebrew word when the same God breathed on Adam and he became a living being. The disciples were born, were born of the spirit from above, but they were still told to wait in full consecration. And they waited in obedience to the promise. And on the day of Pentecost, what the father had promised through the son was given with the Holy Spirit and on the day of Pentecost, when they were in one accord, fully consecrated to him, on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 20, 120, gathered in one accord, the Holy Spirit descended with tongues of individual fire on each one, purifying their hearts by faith. The Apostle Paul said it this way. He's given us the ministry of delivering people from the power of darkness into the kingdom of the son of his love. He's delivered us from the power of Satan to the power of God so that we might receive forgiveness of sins and then the inheritance of those who have been sanctified by faith in Jesus' name. Brothers and sisters, we need the full measure of the blessing of Christ more than ever. The days are evil. The time is short. Sometimes it th seems like evil has crept even into the visible church. God help us. We can't make it in the flesh. It has to be in the power of the Holy Spirit. And he's not left us alone. And he's given us everything that we need for life and for godliness and the full measure of the blessing of Christ. We're going to have to do what he's asked us to do, and it's a big task. My father, you know, my father, um, I loved my father. He preached the holiness message. He lived the holiness message. Um, there's a lot of things I could say about him. He's in glory right now, but he was a, a Bible translator. He uh, translated uh, the New American Standard, the book of Isaiah and Ecclesiastes. He wrote uh, the Beacon Bible Commentary, uh, First and Second Chronicles, and uh, the Old Beacon Bible Commentary. 
he wrote a lot of our Sunday school curriculum in the uh, 70s and 80s, and then it was recycled again in the early 2000s. And um, he knew 11 languages. I have a PhD, which is an advanced degree, one of the highest levels degree. Frank Moore said, you know, your father beat you. It's like, well, I'm not surprised. Uh, he has an advanced degree beyond that PhD. And he knew 11 languages. You know, I'm lucky to speak English. And uh, I've forgotten more Greek than I ever learned. And when my dad was getting ready to go back to heaven and I'd settled the call and been sanctified through and through, he gave me a blessing because he said, don't ever try to be me because God has created you for a purpose and just fulfill that purpose. You know, he, I know that my dad lived out that. Was he perfect? No, he wasn't perfect any more than any of us, but he lived in the full measure of the blessing of Christ. And he fulfilled the purpose for which God had called him. And we are called and you are called for a purpose. And we need the full measure of the blessing of Christ. He witnesses to that. He witnesses to the first. He witnesses to the second work of grace. And he goes on and he continues to fill us. And we need him now more than we've ever needed him before. We need the full measure of the blessing of Christ. We need the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit. The days are evil. The time is short. But we have overcome by the word of our testimony and by the blood of the Lamb. And he has shed his love abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit. If you don't know this and know that you know that he has sanctified you through and through, I have some great news. There is change to the uttermost. It doesn't make you superhuman. It makes you dependent on the full will of God. And he'll bless and anoint and use you if you surrender completely to him and let him do the work on the inside that only he can do. And if you continue to seek him and to live into the purpose for which he created you, we will reach the nations with the good news that Jesus still not only saves, but he sanctifies and gives us victory over sin, death, and hell because we have overcome because of what he has done on the cross and through his resurrection and what he has accomplished in our hearts. And very soon, no matter what anybody else is telling, we're going to see him on clouds of glory. And if I don't see him on clouds of glory, to be absent from the body is to be present with him. And I'm thankful for that. And one of these days, the earth is going to be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord, just like the waters cover the sea. May we work in the strength that Jesus gives until he calls us home, live in the center of his will, fully surrender, and do what Jesus has called you to do in the power of the Holy Spirit.